0: I'm Corey, uh, Bookstore Manager here at the Cathedral Bookstore. Welcome to our third night of uh, Conversations with the Priests. This evening, we are happy to have the Venerable Juan Sandoval and the Reverend Mimi Guerra joining us. Deacon Juan is with us at the Cathedral of St. Philip, and Mimi is the Associate Rector at Christ the Church in Norcross. Juan serves both locally and nationally in multiple organizations around the country. He provides prayer and eventide at 5.30 p.m., Monday through Saturday. On his facebook page and holy eucharist on sundays at 10:30 a.m mimi serves not only at christ church norcross um but also at the norcross co-op and various other hispanic outreach ministries she conducts morning prayers at 9 a.m monday through saturday and holy eucharist on sundays at 1 p.m at the comunidad hispana iglesia uh, they both offer special services, such as First Communion, Posadas, Good Friday, Ash Wednesday, um, at the Plaza Fiesta, and Quinceaneros, which is uh, the Spanish birthday for um, teenagers to the community. This evening, Mimi and Juan will be talking about the Hispanic community and the Episcopal uh, Church. Um, so I'm gonna, one of, uh, Mimi's going to start tonight with an opening prayer for us.
1: Direct us, O Lord, in all our doings with thy most gracious favor, and further us with thy continual help, that in all our works begin, continue, and end in thee, we may glorify thy holy name, and finally, by thy mercy, obtain everlasting life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.
2: Well, since we've already been introduced, I guess we can go right into it, right? See, so
3: thank
2: uh, you. so I'm going to start out here with, uh, we have uh, involvement in the, oh, by the way, I see some of your faces that probably thought we were in English last week. <laughs> anyway, it's good to, good to have you all with us. Uh, so the National Church also has the Latino Ministries of the Episcopal Church, which is one of the arms there, and they do a lot of the work around around the nation and the world, not just within the United States. But uh, one of the big uh, Hispanic ministry gatherings is called Nuevo Amanecer, which means like new awakenings. And it happens every two years at, at uh, Canuga. Some of you may know Canuga. It has, and we get some, last couple of times we've had close to 500 people there so this year we were supposed to have it but what happened is as you know the pandemic hit and so uh, we had postponed it and anthony guian who's the national hispanic missioner about a month later says oh wait let's do a virtual mobile monocer so that's we've been doing it and so move said uh is a is a we have plenary speakers every day we have worship we have lots of workshops on different topics and so this year obviously you know staying on we're doing it via zoom when you do that you don't want to stay extended periods of time so we do it for about two and a half hours we do a short worship we have a plenary speaker Uh, our first plenary speaker this this year was uh bishop curry and we've had a couple of other bishops and other uh Pretty powerful speakers, and so we've continued it every month. So every, the first first month was May, and we had three sessions of it, and each continue each each uh, following month, we have a on a Saturday we'll have a two and a half hour session with again with worship, a little singing, um, which is always fun, and uh, the workshops and usually and some of it is given in English and some of it is in Spanish. And the plenary, if it's in English, it's translated in Spanish, so you so everybody can attend. It's it's not limited. And one of the things we really found with this is, in the future, because we've got so many different countries represented this year, in May we had over 500 people gather with us, and con- consequently, the other months we've had you know anywhere about two 300, which I expected it would probably go down a little bit, but still that's pretty good for Zoom. Um, And I don't know what else to tell you about it, except it's a great gathering. And if you have a chance, there's still two sessions left. There's one this Saturday coming up, and then again uh, uh, in October will be the last one, October 10th and September 12th. And they start at 1 o'clock our times. You can actually, you don't have to register, you can go to Facebook. Or if you want to register for it, you can, and then you can attend the workshops. Mimi?
1: The next topic is Latina compet- co- Competence Course. The, the Episcopal Latino Ministry Competence Course is VELMC, an innovative five day intensive course designed for diocesan staff, clergy, lay leaders, and seminaries to gain practical knowledge and cultural competence for Latino Hispanic ministry. Originally offered in person at the School of Theology. In Suani, Tennessee. This year, the course was conducted online in English from August 10 to the 14th. Group that is formed under the direction of our Hispanic missionary, Anthony Guillen, and that I had the opportunity to meet last year. This is a group of priests, leaders, and ladies who are coming together with the objectives of knowing more about Latin's roots, Hispanic, and whose study in depth their language challenges spirituality. Combining academic learning with hands-on experiences, the purpose of these multifaceted intensive courses to provide comp- cultural competency of the history. Last year, it was an opportunity for the group to learn from our mission. The instructors and students in the course love to listen to our all reflect on some of the realities challenges, frustrations, and successes of Episcopal, Latin, Hispanic ministers in the Dio- Diocese of La- Alana, and specifically our experience at Christ Church in Norcross and San beats and Tucker. The group dropped down from Suwanee on the morning on Friday, August 16, and met with us at All Saints Church. The group's accommodation were at Georgia Tech and at All Saints. At that moment, 33 priests, deacons, and lay people, including seminarians from across the Episcopal Church, are registered for the course. As I think you all know already, the entire contingent attended services at both churches, Christ Churches, in St. on August 18. The course is nine days of learning about Latin Hispanic cultures, approaches language challenges, liturgical liturgical consideration, immigration policy, and advocacy, and a number of other topics as well. Each year, SEC for the 2020 and itineration of the course is taking place on Campus Aswani for the first five days. And then the last four days from last year, it was here in Atlanta. On the Saturday, they visit El Refugio in Lampkin, Georgia and meet with staff and guests of El Refugio and attorney Marty Rosenblatt to learn more about the ministry and current realities facing the and their families at Stuart Detention Center.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a great course. I just wanted to follow up real quick. Mimi and I have both been involved with, with uh, holding panels or, or helping guide them. It's a true immersion when they come down here, they go down like the Beaufort Highway and they go to the Hispanic restaurants and they Uh, As she said, she mentioned they go to the the Spanish services too. So these are people that are not really indoctrinated in the uh, Hispanic culture. And they try to teach them more about the culture. So anybody could probably read the words off a page. But to actually understand, you know, more about the culture and what the people might be, how they approach it. So that's really helpful. Uh, So let me change topics here. I'm going to go to another national, The offering is called New Community. Now, Anthony Guillen is not only our Hispanic missionary, but he's also the national ethnic minister. So if you go to the Episcopal Church and Ethnic Ministries, this is one that happens just periodically. I don't, there was one supposed to be scheduled for this past year, but it, it didn't happen because of the pandemic. But it's a gathering of different ethnic groups. For example, we have our American Indians. We have our Islanders, which would be Hawaii, Samoa, Uh, Tonga, Fiji, um, and then we have folks from, that are the Chinese, uh, Japanese, of course African-American, and we learn about each other's culture, and of course the Hispanic culture. So they promote gathering and understanding each other's culture. That's really open to just about anybody that would like to go. It's held at Camp Allen outside of Houston, Texas and it's, it's about a four-day uh, conference, and there's a lot to learn there. It was, it was gratifying, especially when you, they did, everybody has to put on some kind of display, um, and some of them did dances, some of them did different types of things that kind of were indicative of their culture. So if you ever see that and you, you have an inkling to, do, to learn about that, that's a good place to go.
0: Thank you Bob. I, I appreciate
2: it. That's great information. Yeah. So let, let's go to uh, more of our diocesan uh, and local offerings. So a few years back, it was probably about seven, maybe almost eight years ago, um, we, I talked to some folks about, okay, how can we gather our collective knowledge to, pr- to provide a course for our Hispanic uh, churches you know, each of the each of the uh, priests would you know, do their Sunday teaching, but they didn't have the collective knowledge. So we started talking to uh, Father Ramon Betances, who's at St. Jude's now, um, and was all head had went pastor at one time. Also, we got together and we started talking and writing down some ideas about how to do this. At any rate, we uh, we came up with a plan and took it to Bishop Wright and. Uh, he kind of looked at it and said, I really love it, but I need a little more information. So he asked us to do a few things and we did that. And let me just kind of give you, uh, so you can get a kind of a, a feel for what, this is a two year course. We're on our third cycle of this now. So we've graduated two classes and usually the bishop comes and uh, attends. As a matter of fact, Mimi started out in that and, and our, the crux of this whole thing was to raise leaders in the Hispanic church And in fact, me me and Gregoria were uh, in our first class, and they are now priests. And we have Letty Guevara-Clancis, who's also at Christ Church as a deacon, and she was in our second class. So we're we're doing what I think we wanted to do. So let me go kind of the courses. So we talk about Anglicanism. uh, We have discussed the Book of Common Prayer, church history, ethics and moral theology, liturgy, Uh, new testament old testament spirituality systematic uh, elemental theology and some of those things have multiple offerings of different aspects of it like the like for example you know the new testament and old testament so we have a lot of things and you might equate it a little bit to uh, education for ministry except i think that some of the items we have here go well in depth and, and offer lot of uh, good information for folks. Mimi? You're muted, Mimi.
1: The next one is Ash Wednesday, miércoles de ceniza at Plaza Fiesta. Um, this group was first formed from uh, Father Fabio, Dick and Nora, and our very own Veneral Juan. Every year, we meet at Plaza Fiesta Mall during Holy Week, specifically on Ash Wednesday. We are a group of people, priests, deacons, and ladies who come together to impose ashes on those who, for different reasons, cannot attend the mass of imposition of the ashes. This is a time of prayer, of meditation, of invitation, a space where we make ourselves known. It is a special day. And this has attracted many people who do not know about our church. We invite you the next time we have this opportunity to serve our brothers sisters and siblings. Last year I had the opportunity to serve and it was so beautiful that I bring one of my best feelings of help to those who need it. Especially when those people approach you and ask for your prayers or simply ask about your church and when you least imagine it they are already attending mass and it is truly a great experience
2: yeah and sometimes we get four or five hundred people that'll come through their crashes mm-hmm. i mean we're there for what like four hours right maybe four to five hours yes and not not at once like i might be there for two hours and mimi might be there for two hours or we split the difference or whatever but it's just amazing uh so the next thing i'm going to talk about is called sabor latino americano or also known as taste of latin america so this happens once a year actually at the cathedral uh but it's it's uh put together by all the hispanic churches in the diocese and we invite everybody to come this is not just for the hispanic how many, there, how many out there in the audience like Hispanic food? Raise your hand. Okay, so, and this is all homemade stuff. So they bring all kinds of different foods from different um, countries. I mean, even tamales that, you know, some people say, well, I've seen this type of tamale, but if you, you find some from the, from the Caribbean areas, as opposed to from Mexico or other places, there's all kinds of food that comes. We always have a lively music. We sing and we dance and we also raise money. We have we usually do a little fundraiser. We raffle some items that were provided to us and that money goes to assist churches in other countries that are in need of help. So we don't keep the money it, it's sent out. And usually we, we don't raise a great deal of money, but it's usually between two and $3,000. So that certainly could help somebody in, in those situations. So when next time you hear about it, come on down, just bring something to to share. You know, if you don't cook Mexican food or Cuban food or any of South American food, bring something, bring a dessert, bring a cake, something that you can share with people and come on down and join us. It is fun. Special services.
1: And we're gonna start with Primera Comunión, First Communion. First communion is an important ceremony in the life of every child. In it, the sacrament of the Eucharistic is received transformed into bread and wine, symbols that refer to the body and blood of Christ. Children between seven and eight years old begin to prepare through a training in catechesis, which usually lasts about 12 weeks or three months. Teaches them the meaning of receiving the sacrament and the standards of the church. Between eight and 10 years old, the little ones are ready to receive Jesus in their life. It is a time of joy and celebration. The boys' suit generally men dress in a, suit, in a suit and tie as well as blue or black pants, accompanied by a white shirt. Some people prefer to dress the child completely in white, which is the tradition, you know, that if we come in from Hispanic countries, especially Mexico, We all dress in white in this special day. The girl's dress is a long white dress in the classic for girls. It can be adorned with flowers, lace, or embroidered. The white color symbolizes purity and simplicity. On the head, a crown with very small flowers is usually placed. And then it is a time for fiesta. You know, a lot of people come and get uh, you know, try to do it in a different day. But for us, our celebration is the same Sunday service. So we present all these children and then they have a, a document that says they, they done with this um, with this class and they ready to go, you know, over the, ne- the next step.
2: I just want to add that uh, I've had several adults that have made their first communion. Yes. It's a tradition in the, you know in the hispanic culture and some adults that had never completed the first communion so Mm -hmm. they went through the classes too it was great to have them with us yes um i was going to talk about quinceaneras and actually corey mentioned it a little bit in her opening quinceaneras are it means you know it's, it's the 15th birthday of a young lady and actually it's a celebration of of transformation from a young girl or, or, or a child to a young lady so uh but but there's a whole service that is around that and I don't know if you've ever been to one but if you've been to a debutante ball or something like that it is something else these, these girls dress up to the tee and they usually have what they call chamber lines or the, the young men are dressed up in sometimes uh, like mariachi outfits or sometimes just suits but they go all out and uh, i have one coming up that they're gonna have seven chamberlains so (laughs) we'll see how that goes Um, the the it, it is a change from you know as a child you're expected to do certain things but i always talk to the the young ladies about the change in responsibility there's different expectations when you transition from being that little child to being a young lady. So, and they usually write, I have them write their own prayer. So there's a point in the service where they're actually saying the prayers. A lot of times they're thanking their family and they're thanking God. And, you know, a lot of them have long prayers and some of them, you know, have two or three sentences, but that's okay, it's their writing and that's that's always acceptable. So this is a, a tradition you find not only in, our, you know, in ours, but the Catholic Church and a lot of other churches picked, have picked it up as well. I don't know that they use the exact same service we do, but uh, we have a whole leaflet that we use and it's all laid out and it's really beautiful. Our Lady
1: of Guadalupe is the next. Tradition tells that the Virgin Mary appeared on December 12 of 1531 to the Indian Juan Diego in Tepeyac. He asked him to pick up some roses and give them in a cloak to Bishop Juan de Sumarraga. When he spread the cloak, he saw the image of the Virgin within Indonesia's futures. Before the arrival of the Spanish in Tepeyac was the temple of Tonatzin as the goodness of the earth and fertility. When the Franciscan missionaries arrived, they replaced it with hermitage to indoct- indoctrinate the natives. In 15, 55 Archbishop Alonso de Matufar ordered the Hermitage to be enlarged and painted the image of the Virgin of Guadalupe that is venerated today. Over the time, the Hermitage became a great pilgrimage center for people of all races and social conditions. Today, his devotees worship him, worship her in the Basilica Guadalupe in Mexico City. We have the Celebration in our church is the 11, 11th. 11th night is the, the day that we do the mariachis and, you know, sing the happy birthday to the Virgin, to the Lady of Guadalupe. This is a service, it's a time for celebration, it's a time that we got together and we eat together. And, you know, we adorn the, the Virgin with flowers, with roses. And the following day is the, is the day, you know, the 12th. Is the Lady Guadalupe birthday. So that day we come back again and we do a celebration and we have mariachis again. And, you know, one of the, the things that we have the most important that day is that, you know, the kids are dressing like Juan Diego and the Virgin of Guadalupe and they have, uh, you know, the first place, the second place, you know, we have prizes for them. Everybody wins something. So it's just like, you know, really very typical celebration that we, you know, is in our blood, if especially we come from Mexico. And you all invited. Hope yes. we can celebrate that, that day. So, you know.
2: <laughs> yes. And, and uh, for those of you that have never attended one, uh, it, it, it's the music is wonderful and the celebration is wonderful. And we have our children, actually act out the play of Juan Diego and the exactly. Bishop. And we have, I have some pictures. We have some, one of the young girls dressed up as the Virgin Mary with the, with the blue. Yes. We have quite a big icon that we use and I, which is used, which is the one you'd see at the Basilica. It's, it's a replica of those. And uh, some of them are, are quite striking. So if you've never seen one.
3: When is, when is the date of that?
2: The 11th of December.
3: Of December yes okay.
2: and most of the Hispanic churches are gonna have those we usually have one at the Cathedral as well yes oh okay so now since we do since we're in December let's stay in December we do posadas posadas asking for posadas asking for a place to stay posadas are a, really a novena are you all familiar with novenas that means it's nine days of prayer, nine consecutive days of prayer. And in this case, these nine days of, of prayers and services follow the journey of Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem for the nine days prior to Christmas Eve. And of course, you know what happened on Christmas Eve. So um, <laughs> so it, it, it follows them along and, and we have different things, you know, We each each night the prayers are a little different, but we also have a bunch of songs that are dedicated just for the Posadas, and uh, if you look in some of the uh, different churches, you're gonna find a lot of the same songs, like there's one called Pedir Posada, which means asking for a place in the inn, you know. Mm-hmm. You'll have one group of people on the outside knocking on the door, like Mary and Joseph and they sing part of the song, and then there's people on the inside responding and saying, oh, sorry, we don't have a place for you to stay, but it, it goes on like that. It's really, and there's several other songs that are really, really fun to sing and to to go through, and even if you don't speak Spanish, you know, if you ever chan- have a chance to, to do that, you know, one of the nine nights, not all churches have all nine nights. I know Mimi's does, yes. uh, and I've, I've the most I've ever had is three nights, so. Uh, But, you know, we usually get 70, 75 people and that sometimes more. So it's a big deal. Mimi?
1: Yeah, there's, uh, next is the presentations. We have presentations in our churches. I think we, you know, um, this is just Hispanic. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if um, our Anglo family do that too. But, you know, when the baby is 40 days old, they bring the baby to the temple to be presented to God. The same way, and this is symbolized Jesus when he was presented, you know, on the temple from Mary, his mother. And, you know, that's all, this all it is. It's just a presentation to God. And supposed to be, you know, this make the baby survive, you know, Long time ago, it was like a, it was many children were, you know, dying, and because they start doing this and, and put a little bit of water, you know, the babies start surviving, and you know, it's it's a miracle, and they believe in that, and they bring the babies. They still to this day they bring the babies 40 days old to be presented in the temple.
2: Yeah, y'all probably remember Simeon and uh, and Anna, you know, in the temple. My eyes have seen the Savior, you yeah. know, the song of Simeon. Yeah. So it, it really kind of relates to that, you know, the presentation of of, of Christ at, or Jesus at 40 days. So they so we do quite a few of those, and those are, they're not a long, they're just a little service, but usually do it during a mass, one of the regular services on Sunday. At least I do a lot of them that way. So uh, it's, it's fun. Um, so we have, both Mimi and I have uh, been doing a lot of stuff, especially during this pandemic. Mimi, on the uh, Christchurch website, she does the, uh, it's called Matutina or Morning Prayer. Thanks. And she's been doing it we've both been doing it Monday through uh, Saturday and uh, and I've been doing evening prayer on my own website on Facebook page and I usually get anywhere from 30 to 80 people that chime into it so you know we haven't had any continual type of churches during this time has been difficult and this was just a way to help people stay connected and and hear the word of God, you know, so we have the the usual daily readings. Uh, You're all familiar with evening prayer and morning prayer, so I won't go into that. But that's one of the things that Mimi and I have been doing for the Hispanic community in this diocese. Although, I know we get people from outside of the diocese and from, uh, I've had some folks from California, from Massachusetts, from Mm -hmm uh even even puerto rico i have some friends over there that I chime in every once in a while so uh it's really kind of uh wonderful it just makes my heart feel great you know that these people are enjoying it so
0: it is well and i have a question please yes <laughs> um I love that you're able to do all these things virtually. Uh, my question was actually going back to the, like the quinceaneras and some of the celebrations that you're doing. How are these girls at 15 uh, and boys? Uh, how have these celebrations changed um, this year for them? And what are you all doing for them? Well, it's, it's a big, I know it's a big day, so
2: yeah. Uh, so for those of you that you know know what's been going on, we really haven't done any of them. One of them I was, when we couldn't do anything, I was asked to do it by phone. So we did the main service by phone, which isn't maybe the best way, but they did send me a picture of her and she looked beautiful. Uh, they still had their celebration. Uh, but now with, with uh, some of the changes from the diocesan level, you know, we, we meet with a bishop regularly. He, he has allowed us to have 10 people, but that's going to change too. Uh, so we could do an outside service with 10 people so i've got a quinceanera matter of fact coming up next month so that's the and these are usually scheduled about a year out yes so it's it takes like at the cathedral it takes the the slot of one of the wedding slots so it's a it's a big big deal how
3: many year how many quinceaneras do you do a year
2: it varies you know, some some years I'll do 10, some years I'll do seven, just varies. Mm-hmm. Mimi, how many do you do?
1: I, yeah, it depends, 10, 15. And at this time we, uh, you know, the ones that we um, supposed to do this year, uh, you know, we talk to them and they decide to do it. Soon as this done, then we're gonna schedule the date because they really, really, the whole family come to the church. They don't want like people and they don't like that they want everybody to be in the church
2: yes it's they they it's 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 almost just like a wedding because they put out a a lot of money they have a usually they have a band or a disc jockey and then they have food so you can imagine i mean i've been i try not to go to the celebrations too often but sometimes they (laughs) really pressure me and so i've gone to a couple and you know there's Three or 400 people there sometimes wow and yeah. what
0: about the celebration that's on december 11th um is that going to take place this year or has that been
2: uh right now i don't know i can't really tell yeah, you we okay. can't say yeah if we do it'll probably be, be outside based on what i know now
0: yes okay thank you
1: santa eucaristia the eucharistic that we doing uh, you know juan is doing an attempt 30 in the morning, and I'm doing at 1 p.m., and, you know, virtually. You do it in the, in the cathedral, one? I'm not sure.
2: Yes. No, we're doing it. We do it in Michael Chapel.
1: Okay. For those
2: of you that know the cathedral, we, we typically, but this week, we actually did it in the nave, so uh, we'll see the Spanish service in the nave. So uh, I usually do it with uh, Kathy Zappa or Lauren Holden, and we do the uh, – whole service there. And there's a few others that can do it too. Bill Harkins, uh, Nate uh, Huddleston, and actually, Thea has also done one with me. So, uh, but Kathy and Lauren are the two that primaries. So we do it, and we have ours. Uh, you can see it on Sunday mornings at 10:30 on our website.
1: So in my during the, where, a excuse restaurant. me,
2: but during, when we go live again. It'll yeah. be back to, uh, it's at 11.15 in Michael Chapel. Sorry, yeah. Mimi.
1: It's okay. So we're doing a specials so, or?
2: Um, yeah, go ahead. We got. I guess we got time, don't we?
1: So this special that I have is like, you know, keep connecting with our, our communities. And not only, you know, Christchurch, but many people know, you know, what we're doing. Like one of the things that they really love is cooking with patty. Patty, you know, is my cousin, and whatever she's going to cook, I record it. And she speaks English. And, you know, the people asking, you know, like, you know, like texting, you know, privately and say, how many you put of this or how many tomatoes or whatever. They're really watching that. They really like it. And, you know, she has the special spiciness to, to do it. And another thing that I do, you know, this keeps people connect, really connecting. Another thing is hablando, uh, you know, talking, talking hearts. These are, and I know I saw Mackenzie somewhere over here, but you know, it's between Mackenzie and the bunny, These are two girls, one from the Anglo family and one from our Hispanic family, that they been struggling, struggling with life, you know, like uh, with sickness and all these things. And I asked them if they can just talk from their heart To whatever they think that is important for us to know especially in these difficult times. So they present videos every Thursday afternoon telling you you know what they doing to to keep on doing like uh, you know like Mackenzie loves to do music or you know do rosaries. Um, Devani loves to translate and loves to you know uh, ask questions. So you know it's, it's inspiration and people really watch them the other one is um, like, um, Reading with Wendy, is one of the, uh, our youth that, you know, they read books. She reads books in English or in Spanish or bilingual. It depends, you know, she choose what she's going to read, but we have people that watching that. And the other one is, um, one new one that I have is um, Reflections Ref- reflections with, with um, Christina. So she just, saying you know what's what's going on in, in her life and talk to you you know like whatever you know you you think that is better or you know whatever is going on in her life and it's inspirational too so it's you know little things that you keep our you know our communities our people connected
0: Maybe I yeah. love that can you tell me again where you said we can go to find these is it on your Facebook page it's an, uh Christchurch Facebook page, La uh, Comunidad, okay. Hispana, okay. Comunidad
1: Hispana, Comunidad Hispana
2: Maybe you could send her the link, Mimi. Yes, and then I will send it.
1: it. I will send it to you.
0: Please do. Send me the link and we'll post it on our Conversations with the Priest site, okay? okay. Thank you. Okay.
2: And, and uh, one other thing I had was at, at the cathedral, once a month, we celebrate all the birthdays that happened that month. So after our service, we get together and we usually have, we bring in, a, usually we have two or three cakes that the families will bring in. And we have like what we call Mexican coffee. One of our parishioners always makes this wonderful coffee. It's got a little cinnamon and stuff in it, it tastes great. And we, anybody that walks in can join us. And we sing, we, we sing Las Mananitas uh, to the, the, whoever is having birthday. And a lot of times we have multiple people. Or we always have to take our pictures, you know, so it's always fun. It's just another way of maintaining community. And uh, now we're not doing it now because of what's going on, but as soon as we get back, I know they're ready to get back. Uh, one other thing I was gonna talk about was, I wanna thank Corey and Nora. They put together a wonderful section in the bookstore with many books that are in Spanish, but some of those same books, are also available in english let me see if i can grab a couple here i'll show you so this one i don't know if you can all see it can you see it probably just it's called oracion diaria para todos los tiempos and in english it's daily prayer for all seasons it's a green book and it's available there as well and then there's one called and en amor and it's uh you know about our beliefs and practices as Episcopalians, but in English, it's called Walk in Love. Yes. So some of you probably have read that, and then there's a lot of others that are probably not in both languages, but are still uh, that, that are really wonderful books that no matter what language you're reading them in, are beautiful. So.
0: Thank you, Juan. I appreciate that. Yeah, we do have a lot of books um, in the bookstore. We have a special section for both um, spanish for Spanish-speaking for spanish individuals, and a lot of them do translate over to the English language as well, so thank you. I guess Anyone?
2: we're open
0: to some questions. Yeah, does anybody have any questions? If you do, you may want to unmute your mic. We had everybody muted when they came in, so
2: I'm not
4: having a question. I just had to say hello to Juan and Mimi. It's West from, i Mimi. Hola. Hola, mi corazón. Corazón. Thank you. Thank you all for doing this. And Mimi, I I listen to your morning prayer at work. Gracias, so, mi amor. It helps me. It helps me so much sometimes during the day, and and it's just great to have the Hispanic congregation. I mean, it's just it's they're wonderful family. I Mimi, I meant to ask you, what how about Dia de los Muertos? You never talked mm. about that.
1: We didn't say oh, anything yeah. about Día de los Muertos.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Sí>. <laughs> have you all seen Coco? Oh, we yeah, have Coco? seen
0: Coco, it's a fantastic movie.
2: It's a Disney movie and it's actually about Día de los Muertos. It's, it's put in a different little spin, but it's the Day of the Dead for uh, all, uh, all Souls Day.
1: So. Yeah, but we did something for Christchurch and Hispanic family to become together last year and it was beautiful. We have the pictures, we have the table set up, you know, the altar, and it was just, you know, it's things that we connect both families and that works really beautifully.
3: Yeah.
1: We did quinceañeras presentation, you know, like many of our quinceañeras were, the, um, you know, like uh, modeling their dresses one day and we became together our hispanic and our anglo family we together really this works really great so it just like you know you you can do many things to be out together beautiful. as one and
4: we do, do tamales yeah, yeah and we i know mimi's cousin patty does tamale lunches every for a fundraiser so we get to eat really good food
3: yes you don't have tonight.
4: to come to, when Patty does the tamale lunches, because we and she, and she taught us how to make masa and how to make it, was really a lot of fun. Maybe we can attest that I learned yes. how to make um, tamales. I had never learned how to make tamales, and they were it's a lot, it's, it's a lot right. more work than you'd think. It's a lot of work. I mean, they're so good.
1: Any other the questions website, out there? The website, the
2: website is uh, one, Comunidad one, Espana. Hispana.
1: Si.
2: Comunidad, Hispana
1: Iglesia, de Cristo.
2: Iglesia Comunidad
1: de Cristo. Hispana Iglesia de Cristo. Comunidad Hispana Iglesia de Cristo is the website. No, I not a website, the Facebook, Facebook page.
3: You know, Juan, I just have a quick question too, at the cathedral, like I I I think you put all the stuff in the Cathedral Times that you, yes. you advertise, but I do. is there a way or some way I could get um, on another communication? I don't know if you have another way to communicate to everybody because it, you know, I I see it and then it gets, it kind of gets lost for me in a lot of things that are I'm, I'm doing, but I'd like to, to do it. So sometimes I need like one or two, is there an email that you send out? I just. yeah,
2: I I could do that. Uh, uh, Some of the big, big events I usually put them separately and or maybe do a little write-up in the in the Cathedral Times so
3: yeah so when
2: we have like like uh, the Virgin in the Guadalupe that's a big one that I do uh, um, some of the Posadas and of course the Latinoamericano, Latino Americano the taste of Latin yeah. America some we, of those but if you want more information I'll be glad to start posting more of it out there
3: yeah because I mean it Everything you've talked about, I'd like to be a part of, you make it sound really fun. It and
2: is I fun. Do, And it, I do it, see that really
3: quickly in the Cathedral Times, but then my life gets overwhelmed with all this other stuff on my plate. I get it that one time. And right. Then it sort of gets lost. And then it goes by and I, I didn't make it.
2: How
4: about an article in Pathways?
2: A uh, that's something. a little harder to get into, but we might, we, we, we actually did some a few years back, but recently we haven't, so. Just an idea. Yeah, do, do, you know, they've got other things that they're going a different direction, I guess, but we can, I can talk to the bishop about that, see if we can get some, some face time in the, uh, me and I can get together and write some stuff.
0: Yes. That would be great. Um, does anybody else have any other questions for Water Mimi this evening? I have one, but I don't know how to formulate it, so I'm just going to try. <laughs> what, as a non Hispanic person of faith, can we do to assist the community, the Hispanic community, at this time?
2: Hmm. Well, uh, so let me go back to about uh, last month. Uh, with Nuevo Monteser, we had Bishop Chip Stokes talking to us, and he's got, uh, he's got now 10 Hispanic congregations in his, uh, something like that in his. They talked about grafting. We don't really like to call it assimilation because that's not a good word but grafting so like one of the things that we're doing there like we used i, I used to do all the for the hispanic folks i used to do all of the uh, um confirmation classes in spanish but the fact is that many of our children now are they all speak english they go to school and so they're very aware that so we're starting to move them into the, all of the English classes that we have. You know, like if they have confirmation class for young, young children or youth, you know, they're probably 14, 15 years old. So now they're attending those classes. So that's starting to put them together. Uh, we're also looking at having some of the, and I know Mimi's church has already done this, but maybe having uh, either a representative or a vestry, a chapter member that is from the Hispanic congregation. So those are some things, you know, and some of the, uh, the other classes that we have on Sundays are also, I put that out in, our, in our, my messages. So if they want children to attend the, the youth or the EY seedlings or whatever, they can, they can do that. So I, I get all those emails now so I can share with, with those. So I think it's gonna take time to really get it all together. You know, I mean, it, it, it's not something that happens overnight. Uh, and certainly some of the people have great interest. Some of them who speak English and speak a little Spanish will come to our services. And we have some of the young English uh, high schoolers that have taken Spanish maybe two or three years and they want to continue their their quest of learning the language. They come to our Spanish services on Sundays. So it always makes me very happy. Because <laughs> I don't know if that quite answers your question. That, but that does. Thank you, Juan. Yes, ma'am.
0: Thank you, Nora. Is there anybody else that would like to ask a question? All right. Well, if we are um, all finished with questions and answers for both Juan and uh, Mimi, we'd like to end with a closing prayer. Juan's going to do our closing prayer. Um, before he does that, though, I'd like to say, um, please join us. I thank you all for being here tonight. Um, we will have this, this um, uh conversations with the priest will be on our website and we have both the podcast and the YouTube version of it. So if you missed it, or if you think somebody else can uh, benefit from it, please send them there. Um, Next week, we're going to have the Reverend Nikki Mathis from St. Gregory the Great and the um, Reverend Dr. Stuart Higginbotham. They will be talking about where do we experience joy. Um, in the midst of pain and stress, so please join us next week. We'd be really excited to have you back, and um, if uh, there's no other questions, Juan, if you please lead us in a prayer, sure. close prayer. Thank you.
2: Lord be with you.
0: And you.
2: Let us pray. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way, kindle our hearts, and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in scripture and in the breaking of bread grant this for the sake of your love amen amen go in peace to love and serve the lord
0: thank you bye everyone